pro athletes are only good 80% of the time or great 80% of the time, I should say. 20% of the time, you go look at any season, there's a lot of fall off that happens and that's okay because it's called being a human being. Now, are we always trying to close the gap with that? Of course. That's what we do to strive and grow and become better. Because it adds up to become a big thing one day, like it does become very macro when you decide I'm going from, let's say, just another athlete to becoming the best professional in the world. I mean, that's something that, you know, you hear these greats talk about, like the Tom Brady's, Cristiano Ronaldo's, Lionel Messi's. They had that, that hit where it's like, I'm gonna be one of the best. It was a decision. So here's a fair warning for this week's podcast. Um, it's going to be... It's going to be a myth buster. So what do I mean by that? I mean, in this week's podcast, I mean, you obviously clicked on it. We're going to go through the six mindset shifts f that you need to go through if you're really going to change in an instant. Like that right there, the title alone is going to trigger some people because it's like, well, change takes time. It's like, just slow down. We want to go through this today because when Chris and I were kind of discussing this before, we were saying to each other, like, you know, there's a lot of myth out there regarding change and transformation and becoming this next version of yourself or whatever you want to call it, where I think a lot of people, you know, tune into this idea that it has to take a long time, but it always goes back to, you know, Einstein's theory, right? Or whomever said it, where it was like, you know, if you say a task will take 50 minutes, it will take 50 minutes. If you say it's going to take three days, it'll take three days. It's a truth when it's true as well for when it comes to change, right? So in today's podcast, we're going to be going through that and just giving you these six mindset shifts. Now, what I want to say about these mindset shifts before we get into it too, it's kind of like a mental framework you need to follow if you're actually going to do this. Because by the end of this, you know, 30-ish minute segment, you're going to really be able to understand how to do this. And I want to really have a good conversation around it because I feel like there's a lot of examples that we have from the people we've worked with and are working with that really goes to disprove this whole theory that change takes forever, it takes a while, it takes years. It really happens in an instant. Yeah, and I think we only think that it takes a long time is because of the examples that we have. And a lot of the examples that we have are earth-changing shifts and mm -hmm. changes. Like Rome wasn't built in a day. Well, of course not. But great things, yeah, for sure they take time, but it's a lot of repetition that like Matt said, can be done in the actions in the moment. Well, and to even not go too far off on that, just the whole theory behind it is this idea that, and we'll get into mindset number one right now, but change does happen in a moment, right? Point number two we'll talk about is that the effects might take time, but the change happens in a moment. If you want to become a new person right away, right now, you do that in a moment, right? You make a decision. And that's where this all comes from. It's a decision of who you want to be moving forwards. I think where a lot of people get lost in this, and please don't misunderstand my words here, but shifting your identity, literally that decision to shift it is where the change happens. Now, for the effects to happen later on, to see you know, if you decide you want to be somebody who is fit and slim, that might take some time to see the effects, which we'll talk about in point number two. But right away from point number one, you got to understand change is instantaneously happening. It happens in a moment. Your decision to be a new person happens in a moment and you need to wrap your head around this, right? Like if you haven't been going down a path that you've been wanting to go down and you're not getting the results you want in life and you're not experiencing, you know, the success you want in your performances, you need to realize you can change that in an instant. 
but it all starts with the decision of who you want to be moving forwards, right? And it's committing to that and understanding that there is a reality in your process, but it's knowing change happens instantaneously. Like I can't, I can't take it when people say, cause I see this a lot too. We've gotten some comments on videos before where it's like, oh, well, you know, change, it's not as quick or simple as you make it. It actually is. It's a choice, right? And if you look at your life up to this point, everything you've been doing right up until the moment you've been listening to this podcast has been a choice, right? It's either a choice of, you know, it's taking me a step towards this person I want to become, or it's not. It's that simple. It's a choice of, hey, my next step is going to be a step towards, you know, this life I want to live, or it's not. The problem is, though, most people don't make that decision consciously, right? And then change never happens. So looking at it, the first thing you need to realize is change happens in a moment if you do it right. So here's what I mean by this. You change, or if you've ever found yourself make a radical shift in who you've become or who you've wanted to be, I should say, or want to be, it comes off of usually the tail end of a major milestone that happens of pain or pleasure, right? So change happens either because of super, in, super amounts of inspiration or desperation, aka super amounts of pain or super amounts of pleasure. Because the way that your brain works is it says to itself, hey, I want to get out of pain. Hey, I don't want to be in a state of pain anymore. I want to be in a place of pleasure. So usually change happens off of some kind of a negative situation that comes up in your life and it it hits you and it's like, you know what? No more. I'm not doing it anymore. I'm putting down the bottle. I'm becoming a better person. I'm doing this. I never want to experience that pain again. And it happens. But you have to realize that instantaneous change, when you hit that emotional threshold, that's how instantaneous change happens. And is the emotional threshold different for every individual, do you think? Absolutely. Like someone can obviously... Um, everyone has their own experiences. Everyone has their own uh, history with, with certain things. Is the emotional threshold different for of each course. individual? So There's so many different feel, kinds. There's yeah. so, many, so many different kinds, right? And it's all relative to what you determine brings you pain or brings you pleasure, right? So for example, you might have your instantaneous change when you you know, went out and you saw that there's more in life. Maybe you explored some kind of new area and you see that there's something bigger out there and instantaneously you're super inspired and you're like, I'm changing. That's it. I'm, I'm not settling anymore. Or maybe you've also been somebody who's hit rock bottom and it's like, you know what? I'm done. That's it. I'm, it's finished. It's over. But the point is that change happens like that, right? I think sometimes we romanticize and think that, because it adds up to become a big thing one day, like it does become very macro when you decide I'm going from, let's say, just another athlete to becoming the best professional in the world. I mean, that's something that, you know, you hear these greats talk about, like the Tom Brady's, Cristiano Ronaldo's, Lionel Messi's. They had that that hit where it's like, I'm going to be one of the best. It was a decision, right? I don't know if it came from pain or pleasure. I haven't looked into either of their stories enough yet. But my point is, there's a choice right away of who they want to be that leads to macro. Like... Ronaldo wasn't Ronaldo the moment he decided to be. It took years of that. Right. But the choice happened in a moment. I know for me, when I played professional soccer, my choice happened when I was 12 years old, instantaneously. A coach said, I'll never make it. So I decided, you know what? F you, screw you. I'm going to do it. I'm going to become a pro. And in the moment right away, I said, I'm going to be a pro. And I am a pro. And it's like, it, everything changed from just going to training to now taking a step towards becoming a professional goalkeeper. Everything changed from just eating food to fueling like a pro would. Everything changed from going to bed to sleeping like a pro to treating my body like a pro. But everything was backed up by that instantaneous change where the effects took some time, but the change happened in a moment. Right. Do you have anything to add? And then committing to 
the reality of that process at the end of it. I think that'll keep people, well, for, for me anyways, it, like you can hop from one thing to another thing to another thing, but committing to the reality of that process on a daily basis, I think that's important to kind of well, keep people on that track. Even right? to kind of look at that for what it is in, in a definition, like we follow that here a lot at Moletium. Committing to the reality of your process means that you understand it's not going to be an easy road, right? I think I feel like a lot of times people don't really, like they have that instantaneous change, but then they don't really want to accept what the reality of their current process is. We call this, you know, on another side, we say you need to have realistic optimism. Blind optimism was where it's like, oh, it's all going to work out. It's going to be fine. When the truth is, is like, hey, you might be in a couple hundred thousand dollars worth of debt and that's your reality right now, but commit to it. You can do it so long as you go through it, right? Maybe you're not a known athlete right now and you want to try to become professional. That's fine. Commit to it. You just need to stick to it. But the point is, to Chris's side there, like you need to commit to what the reality of your process is going to be if you're going to do this. But the change instantaneously happens. It's a moment. It's that pain or pleasure moment where you're super inspired or you get super desperate or you know hit your rock bottom and you're saying to yourself, that's it. I'm done. I'm moving forwards. So that's mindset shift number one. Stop buying into this cultural crap about change taking a long time. It doesn't. It happens instantaneously. Mindset point number two, though, and the shift you need to make. This is where you need to realize is that the effects of your change are going to take time. Those are the things that take time. Those are the things you need patience for. So going back to the common weight example, right? You instantaneously decide to be a fit person, but actually seeing the weight come off, dropping the clothing sizes, that's going to take some time. The habits are going to take some time, right? Seeing the effects. It's like a lot of people say, you can't just do a hundred pushups for one week and you think that it takes, you know, that's it. And your body swells up and you become huge. It's even like with, with, um, (laughs) strength training, right? Like in the gym, it's a known fact that hypertrophy takes usually around eight weeks and nervous system adaptions take about six, but you have people who are quitting within week one because they don't see a change, right? If you're really going to change in a moment, you need to understand and wrap your mind around the fact that the effects will take time. It's like people we see, sorry, I'll I'll let you go in on this in a sec because I know you've talked about it a lot before, but like even athletes that want to earn a starting spot in their position or their role or their team, they make that choice to be a starter right away but then they get frustrated when they don't get thrown into the starting lineup in a couple of weeks. And it's like, no, 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 minimum 60 days. You need to commit to waiting to see this through. Yeah. Not only that, but with the proper, like you said, like we said in the first mindset of, of committing to that process with the proper intensity that's needed in order to complete those actions to make that change consistently. Right. Yeah. And that, and that's where I think people even fall off with that too, is like they get so they, they decide to go announce a, a change that they make to the world. Mm-hmm. And then because they went and announced that change to the world, which might not be the best way. I mean, if you want social accountability and you thrive off that by all means, but you really need to know yourself here. Most people quit because of the fact that they get insecure about what everybody else thinks. And then they end up feeling stupid. And is that why, probably that's why you want to have those changes instantly, right? Instead of allowing and waiting for that time to to pass and and see those effects could be it i also think people just don't like to delay their gratification a lot right and it's like you have to realize so you also have to look at this the other way where it's like okay let's pretend you did end up um ending up in a coach's bad books Mm -hmm. right sometimes coaches make that decision instantaneously unfortunately there are some spoiled ones out there and some rotten ones it happens but 
a lot of times what we find, at least with the athletes who come to see us in the reverse effect, it has been a bunch of micro little habits like death by a thousand cuts that got them into the bad book. Right. So it wasn't that one thing. Like we often like to romanticize and say that one thing was the thing that broke the camel's back. It's like, no, the reason of the saying, like the straw that broke the camel's back is because it's a stacking of things that you need to have and wait on the effects on. Mm -hmm. So if that happens in the negative, it's the same thing in the positive. You can't just expect to reverse something negative right away. You need to understand you can make that choice, but it takes time. And actually an interesting example I have of that, of a player, not necessarily getting in a coach's bad book, mm -hmm. but the coach made a change. Um, I guess you could call it a, a strategic change to try out different lineups. Mm -hmm. And instead of playing on the first line where he was the previous year, because there was an influx of kids, a new coach, he was played up and down the lineup throughout the entire season from lines one to four. And if you're a hockey player listening to this, you know that that's a pretty big difference in ice time. And for context, for anybody who's not a hockey player, we're talking like being actively involved for close to 20 minutes in a night, which is average for hockey to then being dropped to about almost well, could range yeah 25 to 50% yeah or, or, sorry 25 to 50% less yeah so like 10 minutes maybe yeah. right so his thing was it was just okay let's stick to it let's commit to exactly what we're trying to do here which was he was playing a certain style he had to maintain that identity throughout the entire season and then by the end of it he was getting those regular minutes not because he was again not because he was in the coach's bad book sometimes it's just things out of your control that you have to deal with. Yeah. And by the end of the year, he got the recognition. He was told by the coach himself, you know, I had to play you in different areas. You, you shine through, you stuck to what you had to do and that's it. Yeah. And again, you, it's not necessarily whether you're a coach or anyone uh, like a boss or someone like that, you, you don't have to necessarily find yourself in someone's bad books. Yeah. It could just be a change that, it's it's there and if you start to question yourself i think that's when you can start to go down those holes or even really start saying okay forget this change process let's just go back to what i was doing before and yeah. that's it and that's yeah. and that's the big part about it too like so again effects will take time and you need to have patience with that but the choice to change like you can stop being a negative person literally in an instant and for anybody that's out there arguing me saying whoa 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 slow down I'm telling you right now, the moment you say, you know what, I'm a positive person from now on. And that's the identity you hold yourself to. You're going to start making more positive choices if you really hold yourself accountable and every decision to being a positive one. The same way there have been multiple studies done on people who have lost close to 100 pounds. I think James Clear talks about this too in his book. Um, what's it called? The Atomic Habits, right? But he talks about a study that was done in there where literally he knew a woman who lost close to 100 pounds by just asking herself the question every time she did something throughout the day, what would a fit person do, hmm. right? That's what I mean though. Like the choice of change happened in a moment, but the effects happen then when you start to have those, in, those, those minor little decisions you make. That's what I was saying, right? Everything, the change happens now, the decision to change happens now, and the commitment happens right now, but the effects are what take time. And those are the micro patient moments you need. Our rule of thumb, I know I said before, you know, give yourself at least 60 days, but what you really need to do if you're serious about this, 60 is a little aggressive. You need at least 90 days. You cannot revisit 90 until 90 days later. I know we saw this a lot when we first started the whole marketing thing, mm -hmm. right? 
and we would post for like like we're guilty of this we've all done it before in any area of our life but we would post and we would be like after 10 days like well why isn't this changing and it's like okay hold on the moment we open that up to a 90-day commitment you're all now sitting here on our podcast right and you're tuning in and that's the big difference as well it's the same thing we see with sports like the reason that people don't get results in those 90 days is because if you actually look at their process they don't truly have the patience where they constantly have this resetting like you'll see if you actually graph it out and measure people on how consistent they are with their follow-through it's like 10 days they're good they drop off four they get back on they drop off another five they get back on they drop off you know three then they get back like it's this constant process of getting on and off the train versus those who get results in the 90 days like they were also talking on another weight loss study which is super easy to see for athletes too people that lost their weight even though they didn't fully complete the workout they would just show up every single day to the gym and still do like their 10 minutes but they had drastically better results than those who just didn't even go to the gym on days they didn't feel like it. Hmm. But the point is this, change happens in a moment. That's mindset number one. I'm gonna keep hammering that away today. Patience to see the effects come to life is what you need to have and that's mindset number two. And the way to stay patient, you keep going back to that pain and pleasure. That moment that you said, I'm gonna change, you keep reminding that moment and I guarantee that'll keep you locked in. The moment you got inspired, the person that reminded you, the coach that called you out, it pushed my ass for five years when I you know, worked from 12 to 17 years old, I got a scholarship and then it pushed my ass another two years when I became a pro at 19, right? Of that coach saying, you're not gonna make it and that was my instantaneous change to say, I'm gonna do it. Right. So. That's how you stay locked in. So mindset one, change happens in a moment. Mindset two, effects take time and you need to be patient. Mindset number three, if you're going to see an instantaneous transformation of your life, you need to dissociate from perfection. I absolutely love this one. Yeah, this is... This is the best one. This is a big one because I think a lot of people automatically assume the moment that they make that choice and that instantaneous change, like that, that choice to change, I should say, they're going to be perfect throughout the line. You're not, right? It's like, it's like people... Again, I just mentioned that study about people going to the gym. They might just show up and get on the treadmill for 10 minutes. The whole point, though, is that they were consistently showing up because that's what a fit person would do. You're going to have good days and bad days. Yeah. Oftentimes when we change, we expect it to be perfect 99.9% of the time. Actually, I'm going to say 100% of the time. And when it's 99.9% perfect, we think that it's it's a major fail. Well, one of the first conversations that I have with with people is, um, well, the people that I work with is think of it like this every single day. I'm not asking to be perfect, yeah. but you're looking to, you're starting from 0% every single day. So think of it like it's a bar that you're filling up. You're trying to get to hundred percent. That 100% is perfection. So no one humanly pro- like we can't get there unless you're doing math, <laughs> <laughs> except that. But what we can do is get as close as we possibly can to that 100% every single day then we start from zero. Yeah. And some days like you're going to give that 60 and mm-hmm. it's just going to happen. But as long as you get up the next day, you start from zero and you have an opportunity again to get as close as you can to that 100. Well, and it's like we often say too, right? Like it doesn't matter if you only have 20% left in the tank, as long as you're committed to giving your full effort of that 20%, you're going to be fine in the long run. Like people who are tried to be perfect, I'm just going to say this. There's multiple studies. So first off with athletes, let's talk about athletes. Pro athletes are only good 80% of the time or great 80% of the time, I should say. 20% of the time, you go look at any season, there's a lot of fall off that happens and that's okay. 
because it's called being a human being. Now, are we always trying to close the gap with that? Of course, that's what we do to strive and grow and become better. But the point is this, athletes, 80% of the time, you're gonna be great. 20% of the time, it's not gonna go your way. Mm-hmm. That's o- And that's okay. But if you're gonna make this change and you're gonna transform your life, you need to start disassociating with perfect. There's no such thing as perfection. Well, There's no such such thing. Well, I look at highlight videos of of athletes scoring goals, like whether it be in soccer, hockey, and they're like a five five minute video of someone scoring these fantastic goals all year. If you watch them during the season, that's five minutes of that season. Everything else, it's Nothing. it's not happening. Yeah. So it's like it that that perfect or that seemingly perfect side it just it's it's very 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 small in the grand scheme of things however it's that consistent effort if they get bummed out from not scoring the first couple games or whatever it is those that highlight video doesn't happen well and this is also too or to your point i'm going to look to the whole social media world type of thing right where there's so much comparison that happens with people that they're trying to compare to other people they see on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, whatever threads you use. And like, they look at just that snippet, literally a snippet in time for either a 60 second video or a single picture. And they think that's reality. Like I, I we were actually talking about uh, or talking with together on one client last year. Uh, remember we told him you got to go dark off social media oh, for the yeah, next yeah. 90 days yep. and he's like why and it was one of the hardest things for him to do and it's like because dude you have this perfect ma- mindset and it's not because you're trying to be perfect but you're comparing to everybody around you right and i'm not trying to demonize social media i'm the last person to do that because of how much we use it but i will say like you really if you're really going to make a change and this was one of the biggest for me disassociating from perfection is one of the most important things you can do because you're gonna want it to be perfect all the time. But the truth is like, again, we see our athletes who are great eight out of 10 reps and they're the ones getting paid millions on millions of dollars a year, right? So if you're gonna make this change, mindset shift number three, you need to wrap your head around, stop trying to be perfect and realize it doesn't exist because that goes right into our next point, mindset number four, you need to resolve the past so you can create the future and live in the present. Here's what I mean by this. If you're going to truly transform your life, okay, you need to resolve the past beliefs, the, the beliefs you have that you're still living in the past with. A lot of times we see people who come to us and they're like, oh my gosh. And just a side note, one of the sessions we do do in our coaching is a lot of deep work when it comes to resolving people's past limiting beliefs. But they come to us and they're like, I want to be this kind of a person. This is who I want to be. This is my change I want, yada, yada, which is great. And it's like, okay, but I feel this need to always have to impress people. And it's like, well, if you're going to be somebody who's really getting to that next level, you need to realize that you can't live in the past with that belief that might've got you here. You need new beliefs that are going to get you to the next level. And you got to let go of that past. Like so many times I find people who, not to take a shot, but they victimize, right? A lot of times there's, there's people, there was somebody on our Instagram that commented, I believe a couple weeks ago talking about how, you know, we brought up a point and we said, you're actually fully in control of your future. And this individual decided to say, well, you know, there's actually circumstances and blah, blah, blah. Like right there, that's a belief. That's an alibi. That's something you're already creating for yourself that's holding you back. And if you're gonna be somebody that really wants to transform themselves, you need to resolve your past beliefs. So how do you do this? It's very simple. 
you simply want to look at mindset shift one that you just asked yourself and said, okay, what do I really want? What's the change I want to happen? And you need to then ask yourself, okay, what beliefs hold me back from this? So it could be that, Hey, I, you know, was blah, 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 blah in the past. So for me, I could have easily said, well, a coach never believed in me since I was 12 years old. Like, look at that for a sec. He told me to quit. So he didn't think I was good. So I guess I'm not good. Imagine if I held on to that belief, right? That right there is an example of, okay, I decided to let go of that. I used it instead as fuel to say to myself, well, that's my point of pain. I'm going to let this drive me. And I ran forwards with it. That was my belief. My belief actually became the best thing this guy could have done to me was say that I can't make it. Right. Right. I see a lot of this though, too, when people come to us, they come to us with beliefs that aren't necessarily true. Like, especially one of the biggest ones being that they need to impress other people. I was just talking to an NFL player about this before I said, is it really that you were impressing people in the past or was it the fact that you operated to your strength so well that people fell in love with those strengths and you misinterpreted it for you impressing them? Right. Think about that. Maybe you were sitting there in the past saying, okay, I'm going to work as hard as I can to impress this person. And you started tapping into those strengths, which might be take this for granted or not for granted, take this for what it is. Sorry. But like maybe your strengths are speed, your shot and your passing. So you focus on really using your speed shot and passing for the longest time. You believed in this idea that all you were doing was impressing the coach. When the truth is the coach actually fell in love with you using your strengths. Mm. So now you start manifesting this belief where it becomes something where you need to impress people and so on. But my point is, you need to resolve those beliefs if you're going to move forwards, because oftentimes it's how people live in the past. And that's a problem, right? It's a really big problem, especially when you're somebody who's trying to get through a depressional period in their life. Like, hey, let's talk straight for a second. And again, I know this is going to maybe be out there for some people. But the truth is, if you look at depressed people, they're often living in the past of what happened, right? Happened. And now it's like, well, I because this happened, I can't rewrite the future and blah, blah, blah. And they get so deep and entangled in their own web when instead they have to look at it and say, okay, what's that belief I have that holds me back? I had a bad coach. I had somebody that didn't believe in me, whatever. Let's resolve that. So the only way to resolve it is to see for what it is and call it out. And then the second thing is you got to start asking questions of it. Is this even really true? Right. And when you start asking that question, and you start poking holes in those beliefs, you start breaking down what are called references. So the way a belief works, it starts as an idea. You back it up by references, which are personal experiences, information, or imagination. And then you start to believe in that because you have so many references. And because you have all those references, you then start to buy into that belief. So you need to look at it and say to yourself, okay, what's that limiting belief? Where did this start? And then start poking holes at the references. You're going to ask yourself, is this even really true? Like what is it really true that I need to impress other people or is it true that I just need to focus on being the best version of myself? Is it like, let me give you some, some, you know, things that can prime you here. Is it really that you need to, um, you know, make sure you're perfect or is it really that you need to make sure that you're bringing a consistent work ethic because that's what the perfection makes you do. So once you start to ask yourself these kinds of questions, you need to poke holes. Cause I'm going to tell you, about 90% of the beliefs that you hold for yourself often aren't true. Like there have even been studies done on this, that people have misrepresented interpretations of the past. And you know what? I have to say when people do figure that out, when we do do these sessions or what I do anyways, it's such a like aha moment yeah. for some people because it's like, oh, you know, 
I used to, or this was there. And then you start to challenge these references and mm -hmm. it's like, wait, hold on a second. I have control again. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's kind of cool to see when yeah. people go through it. And to get rid of this, what you really need to do to remove that belief, you need to cause yourself pain. You need to see how this belief has caused you pain. So once you go through it, you understand it and where it came from and you start to question it. The next part is you need to ask yourself, if I hold on to this belief that I need to be perfect or that I need to impress people or that I need to insert here, if I still operate off this belief that the world screwed me over, how is that going to negatively impact me spiritually, emotionally, mentally, financially with my sports or my career, with my family, with my loved ones? You need to start asking yourself that because oftentimes what we do with beliefs is we don't look at the consequences of how they impact other people. That's a big one because often we will do more for others than we will ourselves. And sometimes that's the aha moment. But if you really want to purge this belief and move on from the past, this is the work like th this is the work that everybody talks about doing. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you will change when you hit a high enough emotional threshold of pain and you see it doesn't serve you, then you will change. That's the only way. Because if you just keep going through life oblivious, living with these past beliefs that really control you, it's never gonna work. Like I know for a lot of our high performing athletes, especially when they make the pro levels, one of the big beliefs we need to remove from them when we're doing work with them in our coaching the biggest thing is that we need to literally evaluate all of the beliefs they have and ask them like, where did this come from? And a lot of times they're because at the pro level, they're like, well, I needed to do everything I need to do to just get a starting spot, which translates right away into, I need to impress the coach and I need to impress my teammates and those around me. And before they know it, they're so focused on impressing others, they can't move forwards. So if you're somebody who is not resolving your past and you're holding on to limiting beliefs that I got screwed over, the world's against me, a coach said, I'm not good enough, blah, blah, blah. I've literally heard as many possible excuses you can think of that I'm telling you right now, all these beliefs can get resolved. The last part to that belief process you need to do is discover the truth. So like I said, with the NFL player, his new belief now is that I never had to impress people. I just had to use my strengths. Ta-da. That's simple, right? For another one of our NHL players, it was, um, as long as I'm physical and I close quick, I'm going to get the results I want. Simple. But that that's the work part you need to do. Like if you're tuning into this podcast and you're just writing these down, this might be a 30-ish minute episode, but the work this is going to ask you to do after, it's probably going to be a couple hours. And that's okay. But trust me, this is the point that a lot of people don't know to do on their own. And then they go to these external sources like different coaches or therapies or whatever. And often the process gets dragged out. If you have an intention to change right now, you can change right now, but you need to resolve the past so you can create your future and live in the present. That's how people do it moving forwards, right? So let's move on to the next one. Mindset shift number five. You need to take responsibility and you can't let the myth of external circumstances dictate your future. I often hear this all the time. I often hear about, well, you don't know. This is how hard it is for me, blah, blah, blah. Listen, here's the truth. If you want to change, find a way or make one. I literally could leave it at that and just let you run with it where it's like, if you're not getting what you want, find a way or make a way. But the truth is there is no external circumstance I've seen when studying successful people that has ever hold, held people back. Oprah Winfrey had some of the toughest. She became one of the most notorious. Her external circumstances did not dictate it. Um, you look at a lot of our athletes that we work with who come from you know, areas that are tough and rough neighborhoods. 
it doesn't dictate their external circumstances. The guy, somebody I have so much love for, DJ Reed. Massive shout out to him. Man slept on the floor of his junior college career for an entire couple years with it, where just awful living conditions, and he still made it. If individuals like this are doing that, I'm telling you right now, this comes only when you take true responsibility for your own change. It's not on the therapist. It's not on the coach. It's not on the psychologist. It's not a mom, dad, brother, sister, teammates, coaches, whomever. It's on you. And the moment you take that responsibility on and you own it, everything starts to disappear. If you just made a commitment right now to saying to yourself and saying to us in this podcast, no matter what happens, I'm going to go after and get what I want. I guarantee you'll find a way or make one. It's just that a lot of people lack that determination. Yeah. And that's normally the kickoff point too, right? It's it's that initial decision to say, hey, like I can do this. And then you start to follow into the different mindsets and then you start to accept, okay, with this work or with what I want to do, this is the work that's going to come into it. And then number three was not being perfect with it. Each yeah. day is not going to be perfect. And like going through those roadblocks, it's tough in itself, but it can be done. It can be done. And man, I'm sorry, but like this even goes into the whole side of people that are like, well, it's because I'm this or because I'm that, that I don't get the opportunities. Look, I'm going to tell you honestly, the first in our first year of business in 2015, I reached out to 360 different sports agents. One wrote me back. Mm -hmm. That's not like, that's less than 10%, <laughs> right? And it's like, I could have made an easy excuse where now we've built a very well-established business that's doing extremely well on a financial side. And it's like, that's where I started in 2015. It was a commitment and a responsibility that I took on myself to say, I don't care what anybody says. I don't care that they're always arguing. Remember when we had that guy on YouTube who started trying to call us charlatans mm -hmm. or whatever? It's the same thing, right? It's like, sorry, like that could have easily been me where I was like, oh my God, somebody's talking poorly about you. It's like, okay, deal with it. But I, I just, I can't stand when I see so many people come up with alibis and excuses because of the external world. Oh, it's, you know, I'm maybe it's just not me or it's because I'm this or because I'm that or this is my background, so I can't get it, so it's gonna be hard. Bullshit, man. Like, cut your excuses and run at what you want. Take responsibility for your success. Because if you're gonna take responsibility for when you are successful, you need to take responsibility for when you're backing down on things that you don't need to back down on. Like this is, this is why these are six mindset shifts because it's, it's eliminating all the BS out there, right? Like even I see people when they do go to traditional therapies and so on to work through their issues, they don't take responsibility a lot of the time. That's a hard truth. They want the person in front of them to figure it all out for them. The truth is even with us here at Moliteum, we are guides. That's what we are. We will give you the tools that you need. It is on you as the human being to go out there and be as successful as you want in whatever area of your life, emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually, financially, whatever, but it's on you, right? And the moment you stop giving these BS external excuses that really aren't there, like, I'm sorry, you cannot bring me anybody in history, man. I'm seeing players who are playing in professional sports leagues here in North America that came from slums in Africa, across the world. And they hopped on a plane with however little resource they've had and they figured it out. If you're not like, don't tell me things are impossible. They're not. And we're talking about like making it in sports. That's not even, that's not even the dark side of the world. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like that's, 
making it in sports, making it financially, making it in life. Like you can do this. You really can. But if you're going to do this, the mindset shift, you need to wrap your head around. Nobody else is responsible other than you. And I I was going to say, just before we get into the sixth one here, once you do get to where you believe you need to be, it like all of this is in preparation for you to continue this because it does not necessarily get easier. Yeah. There's not an, there's never really an end point. There's just a different starting point from where you were. So like, this is a great stepping stone to say, okay, like once you do get there, like, let's say you're a junior player trying to get into the NHL. Like once you get there, it's, it's this different starting point with a different set of obstacles that you got to work through. Well, and the other thing I want, there's two things I wanted to say, because we'll live a real life example of not taking responsibility here for a sec. And then we'll go forwards with that. But the first thing before that example, I wanted to say is this to Chris's point. These are, remember we said like the effects take time. These are the things you need to put in place so you can have effects that take time, Mm -hmm. right? Like dropping the perfectionism, resolving your past um, so that you can move forwards in the future, dismissing those external excuses of circumstances that you have. Like these are the three things you need to be doing day after day, day after day. Like even in our programs and we're working with clients that have been with us for years, Every single month, we make it a point to have at least one session a month to resolve any limiting beliefs that come up because I don't care what anybody says. Your environment dictates a lot of what you do subconsciously. Mm -hmm. And little comments here and there, little comparisons you make. So you got to see this as on your path to success, you're constantly breaking through weeds and these weeds or these trees or these branches are limiting beliefs and behaviors right? Or that perfectionism mentality or not wanting to resolve the past that you've had or whatever it might be. But this only comes from, again, taking responsibility for what you want to be. And the last example I wanted to give on that, I witnessed a guy who, so when you start to rely on external things, both for pushing you to the next level or bringing you happiness in life, that usually doesn't really end well because you have no internal control over what's going on. Mm -hmm. And then the moment that those things happen, I mean, we look at this a lot of times with people with substance abuse, the moment that that high doesn't get high enough, what do you do? You couple it with something else and couple it with something else, really unhealthy, right? Or this example I'm giving, there's this military guy who went and had these these athletes live with him and so on. And he did, you know, the typical like, wake up, blah, 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 like toughness, right? Which is fine. Like that's, that's a certain style of coaching. Problem was this though. The moment that it became too dependent on his external coaching, and he admitted this to us, right? He goes like, like when we were in a group talking, he goes, I know the mistake I made with those guys over those the, that period of time was the moment I, I knew it because I wasn't pushing somebody and they weren't doing things. Mm. So you always got to ask yourself the question too, like external excuses being as well, even for the positive. Well, if so-and-so is not here, I can't do it. Like that's another external excuse. Oh, giving yourself a way out. So like when the head coach isn't there, the assistant oh, yeah. coach is there. It's 100%. Or off this coach brought the best out of me. Yeah. yeah. It's like, that's, I understand that. And that's, that really is a sign of a good coach, but that also comes as a double-edged sword. Where then I've also seen players who solely depend on that coach being there to be good. Right. So the point is, when you look at all of this, you need to realize you're in full control. Full control means that you take full accountability and responsibility. Own it. Right. 
Mindset shift number six. And the last one you need to wrap your head around, change your habits, not substances. So what do I mean by that? That's a simple saying, but truth is this. Once you decide what you really want, the way to see these effects take place, the last thing you need to do, you need to start building better habits, right? So what do I mean by change habits, not substances? both the positive and the negative. I've seen people who say, well, to get in better shape, I'm going to start drinking protein powder and that's what I'm going to do. Probably not the best habit to change for that, but it's part of the process. Or on the dark side and the negative side, I've seen people say, hey, I'm very, very sad. I'm going to deal with it with a substance. Well, even that was that, um, I think that lady you, you mentioned earlier in the podcast of asking herself, what would this person be doing? A fit person do. A fit yep. person do. That would... That in itself is is a habit that you, you got to, you know, learn. Right? You need to learn. And the other thing I was going to say too, like to go into habits, because we're going to break down how they work in a sec. You need to do a behavior audit mm -hmm. and you need to ask yourself, like, what are the things I am doing that aren't very productive for me to move forwards and where I want to go? So I know for me, when I asked myself, like, what's the change I want to make? And I said to myself, I want to become you know, this was back in like 2019, but I want to become one of the best mental coaches ever. Right. And it's like, okay. So my pain was that we had a year that I wasn't super happy with. I wanted to be better. That was my point of pain. So I decided to grow from it. The habits. So I started to change were immense. Like I went from not learning anything in the morning to making it a point. Even to today, I always start my day with getting up, I do my focus on my vision and my goals and I, I do a manifestation in that um, practice. I then go through or a visualization too. Um, I then go through and do a journal focus, which takes me about 10 minutes to do. I then get up and I do my, my training for the day. When I'm done that though, as soon as I get home, I shower. But the first 30 minutes to an hour after my shower, when my day is starting, I'm just learning. Hmm. And that was one of the biggest habits I had to implement from going from just a good coach to an outstanding one, right? Like every single day I'm training through repetition. You need to look at your habits and audit those. Another big one for me, our grandparents and now ourselves make fantastic homemade wine. Okay. If you're ever in the area, you can come try some. Whenever we would go over there for dinner though, I would have one or two glasses and it would absolutely before, like I knew it was going to probably make me sleep in the next day. Right. And it's like that to me was a big wake up sign because it's like, if I want to be one of the best coaches at what I do, I need to cap myself whenever I go there. Yeah. Not even just for a fact of waking up, but just overall health. Right. So it's like, you look at this and you got to audit your habits to understand if you're really going to do this and make your change, what are the habits that are holding you back? So let's talk about how they work really quick. A habit has four parts to it. There is a cue, a craving, a response, and a reward. So the cue is anything mentally or physically that triggers you. So it could be something like, um, or environmentally as well. So it could be, you know, that you are physically exhausted. So you decide to do something. It could be that you are sad. So you decide to do something, but there's always a cue that's there. Okay. The next thing is there's a craving that you have. So craving is you want to get out of a state of pain. That's usually the craving that people have, right? It's the pain or pleasure aspect of what drives human beings. So for me, in my example, I wanted to get out of the state of not being a great coach. So I decided to, again, implement 
the daily learning that I did. Okay. Then there's the response. The response in a very simple way is the actual action that you take because of that cue and that craving that sets it off and triggers it. And then there's a desired reward that you have, which is what you essentially want to do, right? So when you break down your habit, the first thing you need to do, if you can picture it out, or if you're watching on YouTube, you can draw it out. And you want to first look at it where you write, okay, cue, and then write in a bullet point what the cues are that kind of trigger you and set you off. So it could be like when somebody yells at you, or it could be that when you're getting coaching feedback, it triggers you mentally and you start to take it personally. It could be that you're sad or stressed out or whatever it might be, but understand the cue first. Then what you want to do is you can draw a little arrow and you can say, okay, what's my craving? Well, if you're worried about, you know, or if you take it personally, sorry, when a coach yells at you or says something to you, the craving that you have is to get yourself out of feeling like you're not good enough. Or if you're, you know, the craving might be that you want to get yourself out of a state of being sad. Okay. So the next thing is then you got to write out what is your current response? Okay. Current being important. So your current response might be when a coach um, yells at you, you decide to get a, a defensive instead of listening. Or if you're sad, maybe you decide to look to a negative substance and that's how you want to remove yourself from that pain, right? That's the response. And then the last part is the desired reward. And you want to write out what the reward is you really want. So if it's from the coaching side again and taking feedback and you're not great with that, the reward might be that you want to show that you're competent and that's how you feel you're competent is by arguing. If it is, you know, using a negative substance, um, the reward might be that you can escape the stress or the sadness or whatever it might be. Point is though, um, you really want to understand what your current habit is, right? So you want to write that out because the next step is all you're going to do under the routine or the uh, response part, you're going to draw a line going down and you're going to write new response. So you need to see first what your old habit is. Cause if you're not aware, you're not going to change it. You can't. And here's why only the response, you can't change the cue. That's it's uncontrollable from the environment and what sets you off. You can't like, unless you go around life, avoiding things, that's usually not good. You can't control the cue. The the craving that you're going to have is going to naturally get triggered by again, the cue. You can't really change that. You can change though, the response and the behavior. So instead, if you're somebody that, you know, you get triggered by your coach and you know what you're craving and so on when he's giving you that feedback or she is, that's when you can look at it and be like, okay, well, the response I need to have here, instead of me getting defensive, I need to try to pick out the main points of what I'm being told. That's a new behavior. Um, Maybe for the sad one, it's like, instead, I need to pick up the phone and call somebody because that instantaneously reduces my sadness. Or if you're stressed, I need to call somebody that I trust that can give me some feedback on that. That's a great response to have. Right. And then you experience the same reward. The point is this though, unless you take the time to break down those habits, you are never going to get to the root of your behavior change. And the big thing that I would say about this too, you never get rid of old habits. You just overwrite them. And the only way you can overwrite them is through repetition. So once you create this little new loop and you have your new, well, you have your old cue, you have the old craving, you have your new response and you have the old reward. What you want to do is you want to take the time every day. You want to make this a habit. And you want to visualize yourself doing that new thing five times in the past and how it would have worked for you. And you want to feel it working well for you. You want to actually feel like, ah, that relief. You want to do that again for the present and you want to do that again for the future. And what that's going to do is condition your mind. It's called future pacing. 
and that's going to allow it to get into your nervous system. But if you just see yourself doing it with no feeling and not feeling that goodness behind it, it's never going to work. But you need to take the time to do this. We do this with every single one of our athletes when we're changing behaviors and it's massive. And the last thing I'm going to say on behaviors is this, especially for changing your habits. Don't try to do everything at once, right? Take one habit, 30 days, master it, move on. There's a let there, there's a spillover effect that happens with your habits mm -hmm. that all you need to understand about that is if you just change one thing, it usually has, it's called a keystone habit. It usually sets off a bunch of other things as well, right? That's why a lot of times we start with mornings. If you have a good morning habit and a routine that you follow through, or you stacked it, what we call a morning system that usually sets you up for a massively positive day. So mindset six mindset shift six, number six, or mindset shift number six that you need to take action on is you need to change your habits, not just substances. That was a tongue twister. So let's review all six of these because now you have the six mindset shifts you need to make if you're going to change your life instantaneously. Number one, change happens in an instant and it happens in a moment. You just need to make it happen. You need to decide right away. That decision is momentary. It's instantaneous. Make a choice. Okay. How you want your life to be moving forwards. Number two, you need to understand that the effects will take time and the effects were the last um, four things that we listed. Mindset shift number three, you need to disassociate from perfection. This is a massive one. You're not going to be perfect and you don't need to be. Number four, you need to resolve the past limiting beliefs that you have so you can create the future and live in the present. Again, you want to be doing this frequently. I suggest doing it once a week. Number five, take responsibility and don't let the ex the myth of external circumstances dictate your future. One thing I just want to add in on that, one little exercise you can do, you can also write out things that you think will become an external excuse for you down the line, right? So it might be like, oh, well, this coach doesn't like me. External excuse, get rid of it. You can create a list of what they are that you currently have and you can defeat them one by one. That's a great thing you can do, right? And the last thing is you need to change your habits, not substances, meaning that you need to make sure you've got to break down those negative habits you have, do one a month and just continuously condition it once you break down the habit loop and have the new response. So here it is. You've got the six things you need. This is actually what we do in our coaching program with all of our people. It's why we have such success with our clients is because we literally follow this framework. If you would like to work with us, there's a link down below. You can apply. You can see if we're a good fit for each other. Everything's there that you need. And if you had some great feedback from this, please email us or leave comments. Guys, I'm telling you, the biggest thing that drives us for this is the fact that we see it actually helps people. We would love to hear that it helped you. We like that makes our day a DM on Instagram or Twitter or threads or Facebook or whatever. You can find us at Molotium, a comment down below. If you're tuning in from, you know, YouTube also too, guys, if you could just rate the podcast, mm -hmm. if you're tuning in from an audio side, that helps it grow a lot. But the goal here is to help as many people as we possibly can and give you the real honest truth. No more fluffy stuff. No more if or should. It's like just follow these six freaking things and I promise you'll get the results you want. So with that being said, stay resilient and we'll see you next week.